0: This is episode 52, Creating Opportunities with Mark Ruiz Part 2. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast, the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world. Here's another inspiring interview designed to help you grow, impact, and become the best version of yourself. If someone get it, This episode is sponsored by Impact Hub Manila. The Impact Hub Network has become the center of gravity for people innovating a new kind of economy, locally rooted and globally connected. Now, they are taking the next step to foster sustainable innovation and empower entrepreneurs. The Fellowship in Innovation in Mobility with LBC will be the first in a series of annual innovation and incubation programs. Apply now on www.impacthub.ph slash program fellowship application is open until November 15, 2015. Visit them on www.impacthub.ph and follow Impact Hub Manila on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. And you may also visit them at Impact Hub Manila in 5th floor, Green Sun, 2285 Chino Rosses Avenue Extension in Makati.
1: And hey guys, and welcome to part two of a two-part interview with Mark Ruiz. If you have not done so already, I really encourage you to go to part one of this interview, which is episode number 51. And this episode, sorry, this part of the interview is part two, continuing on from this amazing, very inspirational interview with Mark Ruiz. Okay, without further ado, let's hear more from Mark. So we're going to switch things up a bit. Okay and I know you, you laughed at this question before uh, before we started recording yeah. but if you were, Mark, if you were to, to, do, to punch someone in the face <laughs> who would it be and why?
2: well I would punch Big Evil Corp so I'm using this fictional who bullies who bully small players uh, yeah and again there's nothing wrong about being big but I think you can't use your bigness as a free pass to bully, especially those who have, who are small. Mm. And so that's, that's who I'd much. Yeah. So where do you
1: see that in the Philippines right now?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I work a lot with uh, micro and small medium enterprises. Yeah. And so, there are a lot of big businesses that you know, we actually work with and partner with. And I think that's great, we have quite a number of corporate partners. But sometimes I see like, bullying that happens. Um uh, that, that that really irks me. Like uh you know, uh I, I believe in uh I believe in abundance and I think there's enough to share for all. But like what what I don't like is like when big players uh, unfairly use their positions to edge out smaller players. Uh obviously I won't go into specifics on mm. specific uh companies. It's okay to compete, and it's okay if they're better and more efficient, etc. But then, and again, I'm not saying we go into, a, you know, a, a subsidized or a protectionist society. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. But what I am saying is, when big companies unfairly use their size, uh, and basically edge out smaller players even before the small players have a chance to, uh, to even get a foot in the door. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's an unhealthy, a kill mentality yeah, in terms it, of the
2: competition yeah, rather than... Yeah. The, unhealthy um, competition hurts me. Yeah.
1: But what has surprised you most about yourself on uh, your
2: journey? I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur, period. Much more a social entrepreneur. Uh, and so that, 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 that really surprised me. I guess I've been very open about this. I, I really had a strong insecurity about being an entrepreneur uh, when I was starting. Mainly because... Uh, uh, you know, my parents aren't entrepreneurs. Mm. My dad is an engineer. So engineer equals, sorry, I love a lot of you engineers out there, but oh, engineers you're talk, you're are-
1: talking, You're I'm talking to one, I'm one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, I work with a lot of them yeah. as well, but sometimes yeah. engineers are like geared towards 100% safety yeah. and like risk aversion. Galore. Yeah. But That's my dad. So he's a structural engineer. And so obviously he has zero tolerance for mistakes because if he makes a mistake, buildings would crumble, right? or bridges would collapse. And so, yeah, so, and my mom is like a banker and like a corporate person. And she stayed with one company her entire life. And so, and again, both are very accomplished in their fields. Can those two personalities and backgrounds give birth to an entrepreneur? And so uh, I got really surprised uh, that, you know, that this is what I do today.
1: In terms of um, your learning today, I know you're constantly learning every day. Especially with the journaling habit, which I really appreciate you sharing. But is there some new skill that you're trying to master right now, or not, or something you're trying to get to the next level at? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get into this whole. Uh, uh, I know it's a bit faddish lately, but I've been trying to like, uh, yeah, trying to get that level of uh, mastery. So the app I was talking about in my morning routine—it's a mindfulness app. Mm. Uh, every morning. So I've been trying to master it only because um, just so many things going on right now. Mm. And so there's just so much noise. And so I'm trying to uh, master this mindfulness thing to make sure that I'm always, I guess, grounded. Mm. And that certain pockets and spaces in the day uh, I'm able to sort of like sort of retreat. In a way, mm-hmm. even for a couple of minutes, and keep a certain kind of focus. And so that's yeah. that's something I've, I've been actively working on lately. Because uh, I think what that will do is it will yield focus.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, and I think focus will allow me to be more effective in the work that I do. Yeah. Especially since the work that I do right now is becoming more increasingly complex.
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll make an assumption here, but a lot of our listeners possibly don't meditate. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, a year ago, that was me. I didn't yeah. meditate. And let me show you what I thought about this a year ago. I thought, it's, a bit, of a, it's a, bit of a, a bit strange, this concept of meditation. is a bit overrated. This, where's the visible where's benefits from us? I don't, I don't have time to meditate. I, I think, I don't know, I can't see any benefits. It's, I, I won't be able. So there's a lot of people with a lot of excuses not to, me um, included, not to meditate talk to them right now, what, are, what were the reasons would you give them to start this amazing practice of meditation?
2: Well, I, I would definitely advise it. You know, our world right now is so complicated. We're getting bombarded with information and data. We're glued to our cell phones, our smartphones, to the internet, on Facebook, on social media, and all of these things. We have so many stressors that, you know, Blash at us from different directions so many demands on our time uh, on our attention and mindfulness and meditation is is a way to sort of like uh, in my experience sort of like put things into a context and allow you to find pockets of peace amidst all of this noise imagine like you know uh, you're going through this journey with so and, and it's just so much so chaotic on on EDSA is there's just so much traffic and there's like so many things that bombard you all over the buses that you know the traffic the billboards etc so imagine in certain parts of EDSA that you could actually stop the car and spend five minutes and everything would get blanked out and that would give you again energy to get to the next couple of kilometers through traffic so yeah that's that's been you know, uh, that's, that's the kind of benefit meditation and mindfulness has given to my life mm-hmm. right now.
1: I think, man, um, I have to invite you back for another episode just on this topic <laughs> uh, because oh, this has really helped transform me uh-huh. personally. Uh-huh. But so, a final comment on my side on meditation uh-huh. for the, the majority of listeners out there who don't still believe in meditation... Just type in to Google, CEOs that meditate, or successful people that meditate, uh-huh. and you will see so many very high-profile names from sports, business, uh-huh. entrepreneurs, and religious leaders that just swear by it. Uh-huh. Um, so that may, that's my final piece. We could do an <laughs> entire episode, which I think I'll need to bring you back. <laughs> cool. So in terms of um, productivity, you've given me golden advice
2: already, uh-huh. well, us, the listeners,
1: what is your number one productivity habit?
2: I don't know how healthy this is, but I'm very obsessive, mm. uh, so I, I plan relentlessly actually. So the other thing I'm into is like this whole quantified self movement, which is basically trying to quantify and <laughs> uh, record as many important things that happen. Obviously, I have the journal, but I have a lot of things that help me track everything so I've, I've let, got like what you would call I guess productivity hacks but but let me zero in on 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 I guess how I go about things on a regular basis so and again this might be too obsessive for a number of you but this is how I go about it very important to keep your mind on the what's immediate in the next three months but not lose sight of where you are headed in the next five years, mm. and so that's always there's always that balance, and so at the end of every year, I always think about the next three to five year outlook. Uh, and so, like, what are the things that I would want to to do or uh, accomplish or contribute? So that happens on a, on a pretty much on an annual basis. Yeah, but then uh, it's easy to get lost in the clouds once you have these three to five year things, that, horizons that, that you foresee. And so on a very practical and a regular daily, weekly, monthly basis, uh, I have, I guess, tools that I use myself uh, to sort of like navigate how that goes about. So I have basically, um, so at the end of the year, I have very specific plans already for different aspects of my life. And so that would be work, Uh, family uh, finances uh, relationships uh, experiences and learnings and so I have like these different dimensions Uh, and so again there's that level of obsessive planning that uh, these different things uh, are attended to and so at the end of every month I actually do also a review, Uh, also obviously health, I also review health. And so I have plans on these different dimensions, and at the end of every month, I review my progress on these different dimensions. Some things easier to track than others. Obviously like budget, budget what you've budgeted for and what you spent. Obviously in terms of uh, right now, obviously with all of these activity trackers and health, I'm able to track my weight, um, my exercise, more recently my blood pressure uh, and then the more qualitative stuff, which is basically I guess the relationship stuff uh I track that as well and, but this comes out I guess on the daily journal that I have, mm. and so like interactions I have with people, the quality of those interactions are a little harder to uh i guess quantify uh, learnings also are very important, so these are the books i've read uh the videos I've watched, the podcasts I've listened to, the ideas that started popping into my head. And so I guess it's, it may be too much, but I guess what I'm saying is that I relentlessly plan and I relentlessly track my progress against these different plans on very specific dimensions of my life that I feel are... Very important. Oh, obviously also spirituality. Mm. Yeah. So let's do that. Sorry. <laughs> this is good. This is yeah. good.
1: We want to, This is what I guess one of the purposes of this show is to deconstruct um, the, the private practices because I, I really believe the private victory becomes before the public victory, and people may look at you and see, oh, Mark Ruiz, happy knowledge successful social entrepreneur, but they're not aware of all the private victories, those disciplines that you go through. So you sharing this and giving us all the links is something we really, really appreciate. My last question on the productivity section would be saying no, so really believe in the power of no. Yes. So what, whether it be a a person or a thing, what have you said no to that has helped you
2: the most? That's one of my big problems, though. (laughs) That's what I have to work on, actually. Uh, but I've, I've been able to say no more, but that saying no more is actually one of my goals this year. I wasn't able to say no to you, Mike, <laughs> cause I really believe in what you're doing. Uh, yeah, but it's actually like, uh, a specific goal of mine. And so what has helped me actually, uh, I guess in the, in the context of, of what I was, I was just said, uh, Anything that doesn't fit into the goals that I've set for myself this year would fall under a no, despite how attractive it would be or how interesting. I'm a very excitable person and uh, I guess I have varied interests. Uh, and it's easy to to tickle my intellectual fancy towards something. It's one of my, I guess, gifts slash curses. Uh, but what I've been able to start doing this year is actually actively say no wherein it doesn't either contribute to the goals that I've set, uh, the contributions I want to make, or the, yeah, if it doesn't fit in the, the themes of my life. And so uh, I, I guess to put that into concrete terms, before I, I would probably say yes to probably seven out of the ten invitations that I would get to. Now I'm probably just saying yes to around three mm. out of out of to 10 uh, and so I've l- I've learned to be more picky about these things and again uh, if anybody out there just for some weird reason has invited is listening and has invited me and I have had to say no uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's that's the way it is right now
1: excellent yeah. I appreciate you sharing so actually you've inspired me to add a new question that I haven't uh, shared with you before uh-huh. but when you look back as what's the best change you ever made
2: I think it's it's um, uh, a good question. You know, I described earlier a lot of these things I obsessively do, and it didn't happen overnight. So I guess uh, uh, my background is corporate and my background is management engineering. so planning is natural to me. But this level of obsessiveness, uh, in trying to be more directed towards goals and tracking them. Uh, that's the best change. But the reason I had to pause was that this process that I now use uh, on a regular basis, they've, they're, they're pretty much habits of myself, my habits I now have. But it's like uh, this This has been going on, I should say, for the past three four years and so it's just that like adding more and more quote unquote tools that I use or systems that I use in my life mm-hmm. through the past three to four years and so now it's just second nature to me how I go about my life yeah. but I think that's that that's that change I guess from a very concerted effort to become more conscious yeah. and more deliberate and intentional and intentional exactly yeah,
1: it's there. I appreciate it yeah. last section Mark yeah. So, only three questions left? Yeah. This is, I really, this is a great in-depth interview. I've learned yeah. so much. Uh-huh. I know you love this country. I yeah. know it's a burning desire to make a difference it is perhaps before birth. It was yeah. put into you. But tell me about your dream for the, the Philippines, its people, not just here but all around the world. What is yeah. your dream for the people?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's what I live out uh, in the work that I do mm-hmm. and in the life that I live. And, and I, I, it's happiness and prosperity for every Filipino. I, I guess notice that I didn't say just wealth or just economic development. I mean, that goes hand in hand. But let me dissect these, these two things, happiness and prosperity. Let me start with prosperity, the second one first. So prosperity obviously talks about economic well-being as well. And so we can't deny that part of us that needs... Uh, Comforts and a level of security and uh, and comfort uh, in our lives, and so I wish that for every Filipino, especially since obviously I work uh, with more economically challenged families uh, and communities, I see that there 's just like a you know just a huge negative or just a huge gap or like to still cover on basic needs, whether that be uh, basic income. Uh, living conditions, access to health, education, all these things. And so prosperity uh, in terms of economic well-being and having enough and more than enough uh, to, to live a, a full life. So that, that's, that's prosperity piece. But the last thing I dream of for the Philippines uh, is to just replicate a first-world economic development model. Uh, and so it's not just abject wealth. It's not just about earning more incessantly, non-stop. It's, it's, I don't think that's healthy at all. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Filipinos shouldn't be rich. In fact, they should be rich. But it should follow a drift, different trajectory or a different motivation or a different endpoint than, than I see in, in other countries who, I guess… We can also learn from. Mm. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, you s- hear of countries where there's so many rich people, but there's a general sense of unhappiness. You hear about, you know, people that don't communicate to each other. You hear of high suicide rates. Mm. Uh, you hear of like people just falling into a trap of pure materialism. And so, I think, I think it's important to be rich and prosperous. But I think it's more important to be happy.
1: Uh,
2: and happiness, obviously it comes from a certain level of prosperity, but happiness is a deeper sense of fulfillment. Uh, and I guess it's very Filipino, but it's also about relationships, uh, the quality of our relationships, the quality of the work that we do, the quality of the contributions that we make to ourselves, to our family, to our society, to our country. And so my dream is really happiness and prosperity for every Filipino, both here and abroad. Uh, And so for the ones abroad, they could be happy where they are already. Uh, But I guess if Father Ted uh, also said, told me this very powerful metaphor, is that plant a tree and the birds will fly back because now there's a nest that they could, you know, land in. And so I think in the past few years, prosperity has been coming to the Philippines. And so the trees are starting to grow. And then, maybe, you know, the process of the birds flying back, finding nests back home would be a reality. And so, I like that. I I really like that metaphor. And so, that's also one dream I have. Uh, And when you know, these Filipinos come back home, reconnect to their roots, and hopefully can do that virtual cycle of bringing happiness and prosperity to even more Filipinos in the country.
1: Yeah. That is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. What a... Oh, plant a tree and the birds will fly back. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, oh, I'm getting goosebumps just listening. <laughs> Second last question, Mary. Yeah. And this is, if you were to go back in time, and can you visualize that 20-year-old Mark right now? Yeah. I want you to visualize him in all his splendor. Okay. What would you say to him? What advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
2: Start being a social entrepreneur sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I spent seven years in corporate. I think the optimal number would have been four to five. So I could have had a two-year head start. My wife started right after college. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, start sooner and, 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 and take the leap sooner. Yeah.
1: So what was, just to kind of deep dive in that, what was holding
2: them back? Uh, oh. I talked about that insecurity of being able to, because I didn't know if I could do it. Hmm. Uh, and so I was very afraid actually. Uh, and, and I guess the context was I have been programmed my entire life for the kind of life that I was living then, which is, uh, I went to school, went into a course that could get me a good high paying job, got into, uh, after being rejected a couple of times, eventually got into the company that I wanted to work for, uh, and rose up the corporate ladder. And that was like, that was the dream I had when I was young. And so, I was actually on that trajectory already. And so, uh, but there was something missing, and so, so for me to, there was a certain inertia because I was already on that trajectory to go into an entirely different direction. And so what held me back was fear, was, was the, all these questions because that wasn't what I was built for. Uh, that wasn't what I was prepared for. And that wasn't the mindset that had been ingrained in me, whether by my family or my school. Uh, sorry, my, my course in particular. Uh, yeah, so that was that holding me back. A mixture of fear, uncertainty, uh, insecurity. Uh, yeah, those were the things that were holding me back.
1: Excellent. I appreciate you being vulnerable and yeah. sharing that. So, uh, last question, but before I do, I just want to acknowledge you, Mark. I really, this is, uh, it's been almost a year in the making this, <laughs> this meeting. And to have it with a microphone, with these questions, that our listeners would add value from. You are an extraordinary person. I sincerely yes. mean that getting to just know only a small bit about Happy Noi yeah, and its mission, why you guys exist, the, the risk you took, personal risk, which I'm sure may have upset members of your family, yeah. your friends were asking questions about your sanity. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. To make this <laughs> leap and to create something beautiful that's growing and growing. And I, I'm sure you be the first one to say you're not perfect. But it's the direction you're going, the impact you're making on making this country uh, a better place for all. And it it's inspires me and inspires so many. So I want to encourage you to keep going. Thank you. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Thanks. Mike. We need more remarkable reasons as well. <laughs> so last question. And I, you've actually, you've already asked this question uh, throughout uh, the episode. But what is your final advice? Because this show is called The Best of You. We want to help Filipinos all around the world become the best version of themselves. What is your advice to help people become the best version of themselves?
2: The first is you really have to know yourself. Uh, and that's not as easy as it sounds. Just like, well, duh, I know myself. Of course I know myself. But you have to dig deep. Because like, sometimes it's easy to gloss over. Spend, spend that time really, really, really digging into yourself. Uh, know, be very honest about who you are, about your strengths. But more importantly, be very honest about what, what your weaknesses are. Uh, so know yourself. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it's the most critical basic step. Uh, Second is know what's important and know what's valuable. Uh, and valuable, of course, comes from the root word values, uh, because that that allows you to make sense of what to go for. <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's your ultimate filter. If you know what's important and you know what's valuable, then you can let go of what's not important. And what's not valuable or what go against your values Uh, and when you when you dig into that know also that you really don't exist for yourself uh, but you actually really exist for other people Uh, that's cliche I know but it's true okay know that know that you know your life isn't yours you it's it's you're just this life is just borrowed. It's a gift. And so the gift you've been given is precisely so you can also give to others. So know yourself, know, what, know what's valuable and important. And the third really is just, you know, get moving. <laughs> uh, there is no, I mean, obviously as you can sense, I think and I reflect a lot. But there's, you know, we, we, we live in a world where things happen. And so you also have to go out there and make things happen. Okay, so it's not enough to just know who you are and what's valuable. You have to f- make your presence felt in the world.
1: Okay. Excellent. Mark Ruiz, ah. maraming salamat. Walang <laughs> anuman. And there you have it, guys. An amazing, inspirational person with a big difference maker significantly playing his part in making the Philippines a first world country in our lifetime. Beautiful, so beautiful, the work that Mark and his wife are doing in, in creating social enterprises that not only make a profit, but really make a difference in empowering people in the communities. So beautiful. Of all the things I took from Mark, I think my favorite one was when, he, when we were talking about the OFWs. And he used this quotation. It's, plant a tree and the birds will fly back. Plant a tree and the birds will fly back. I love that. I really do. Because I really believe that we have more people like Mark uh, and his wife. If we have more folks like that, we're going to create a country here in the Philippines where ROFWs will come back. They can come back and create wealth and opportunities and create extraordinary value for themselves and for the family they won't be forced to immigrate and unfortunately the reality right now is that the majority of OFWs are forced to immigrate so I think the work that Mark is doing is just so beautiful so I'm so thankful to him and everyone in his organization for making the Philippines a better place to live for all. Okay guys I'm excited to your feedback please engage with us what do you think about this interview with Mark. We'd love to hear your, your thoughts and what is your takeaway? What's your favorite quote from Mark? And if you can engage with us on our social media, we would really do appreciate that. Okay, guys, until next time, we are the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world. God bless you and have a fantastic day. Thank you again.
0: For more inspiring interviews and motivational messages, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll get latest episodes in your mobile devices. You can also go to bestofyou.ph and subscribe to our mailing list and get weekly updates and messages. You can also connect with us by following us on facebook.com slash on Twitter at ph or Instagram at bestview.ph, And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube for weekly Minute with Mike videos. That's all for now. Again, thank you for joining us here at Best of You, the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world.